to Off The Shelf Reviews. I've waited a long time to watch this film. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, which released in 1985, from writer Jeffrey Scott and director Stephen Han. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Orin, a small boy who has been living his entire life in some mines digging for crystals. Lord Zygon wants the crystals to be able to send off and keep the fire of the planet alive so that the people mining the crystals don't die. But when Orin finds a magic sword handle, he realises that there's a whole surface, a whole planet and a whole universe out there that he needs to help his people see. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. So this film kind of holds the title for being one of, if not the first, 3D full-feature animated movie. Nice. Uh, however, of course, the version that we've watched is only 2D. But yeah. I can only imagine the spectacle of children in the 80s wanting to see a 3D cartoon. Yeah. But of course, I mean, we're no stranger to... 3D movies from the 80s. <laughs> of course, you always remember Friday the 13th Part 3. Yeah. Jaws 3. Amityville 3D. Yeah. Coming at you. Parasite, etc., etc. And so this one, I guess, just kind of got lost in the shuffle of yeah. the 3D movies. And I have to say, over here in the UK, I don't recall ever seeing or hearing about the promotion for this film or anyone talking about this film. It kind of literally just, it never existed for me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw this trailer, well, I've seen this trailer a lot of times, the trailer for this film. Um, I think it it was either on the beginning of the NeverEnding Story VHS I had or, you know, maybe some other, maybe the Goonies another VHS you know there was all those trailers just before the film and I remember just seeing Star Chaser the Legend of Orin I'm thinking oh my god I need to see this because there's this kid he's being chased by these robots there's lasers and a spaceship and it looks cool oh, so Star Wars yeah kind of well, that's, that's <laughs> why I felt but like as as the years went on you know, nobody ever said, hey, look, I got my copy of Star Chaser today, you know, or I've been holding on the Star Chaser since I was fighting. Nobody I knew actually had it no. or wanted me to watch it or, you know, so Star Chaser just kind of went under the radar until it appeared on our list, which, you know, thank you to whoever requested it because I finally got to watch it and finally went, oh, I see. Now. <laughs> this is what I missed out on this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, like the moment you look up this film and you immediately get hit with the it's a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah, it's just another Star Wars clone. And I've got to say, I I think those are a little bit unfair. I think so, too. Yeah, even though there are a lot of striking similarities uh, between the characters, the plot, the yeah. setting yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it actually works. I think it's almost original enough. You know, I almost think that. Titan AE is a bit of a ripoff of this film. You know, maybe just this the young character who's, you know, going to save the universe or have this big pinnacle story in the universe and there's these evil robots kind of chase them. I feel that more than a kind of a Star Wars ripoff. Yeah, okay, Orin is <coughs> Skywalker, you know, and there is a bit of a Han Solo, a bit of a Han Solo <laughs> ripoff, you know, but 
Star Wars was big in the 80s. It was the only other sci-fi people knew. Yeah, right. I mean, it made <laughs> space operas like viable again for film studios. Yeah. And of course, if you don't have the budget to do Star Wars, do it animated, you know? Yeah. And uh, they can literally imagine it and draw it. And I've got to say, the animation is at first, when you start the film up, a little bit off-putting. I'm just like, ooh, this is... I mean, it's not the quality that we've come to know today, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But even at the t- even for the time, I'm like, this is... It's, it's a step up from Saturday morning cartoons, but it looks rough around the edges. Yeah. Thankfully, it's backed up, though, with a fantastic score yeah. and some really good voice actors. And so within five minutes, you kind of... You don't forget you're watching an animation, but it sort of doesn't matter as much anymore. Yeah, like, for it being an animated film, I got a big heavy metal vibe from yes. it. You know, it made me want to go back and watch heavy metal. But then I was like, man, like... Heavy Metal was a few years before this, and this looks, this looks as good as Heavy Metal. This looks old, even in '85. Right. Um, the music, I kind of was getting into, but I, I gotta admit, you say within the first five minutes, yeah, there's a long five minutes in some in this film. I think it's at least twenty minutes too long. <laughs> Well, I mean, it really just sets up Oren and his, you know, I think it does a good job establishing the uh, the, the fact that these humans are completely subjugated. They're yeah. slaves to these robots that almost look like Centurions from Battlestar. Yeah. And just whipping these humans to work and dig for these crystals. And so we meet Oren, we meet his, his partner, his girlfriend, we meet his brother, we meet his girlfriend's uh, grandfather, grandfather yeah. um, who literally just gets whipped across the face and dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they, like, like you said, this, this whole establishing beginning is, is really good. But like, who were they going for? Like, what was their audience? Here? Children, absolutely. Well, yeah, but the, 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 the tone, uh, the tone is so dark. Like right off the bat, I'm just like I was already like. Eighties like, films for kids tended to be quite dark. Yeah, though, but which even, was usually like, a good thing. But the, but this film feels like you're selling it to maybe eight year olds, possibly like teenagers would have missed out. Like we fucking missed out on this as teenagers. So, like the dark tone, yeah, is all over the place. And like I said right at the beginning. The old man gets whipped across the eyes, but he gets he gets whipped across after he tries to distract the robot. After Oren's found the sword hilt. That's right. In the rocks. The bit before I thought was dark as fuck. Where Callie, Oren's little brother. Who's blind by the way. And the film will just knock you around the head with that. Just to make sure you understand what Oren is fighting for. Is this blind child. Um, He's walking along and there's a cave in. And for a second I thought shit they killed a blind kid already. (laughs) But luckily he managed to dodge out of the way. But they killed this other boy. And so the mum comes over and she's crying and the, the, and the robot robot's just, like, get back to work. And he's just whipping her. And I'm like, man, like this it's is rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you immediately then want to root for our characters. And we wonder what this weird artifact that he's found whilst, whilst the, after the cave in. Yeah. And we get introduced to Obi-Wan Kaferi. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf, the sword man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who literally explains that you need to find the blade of, to the hilt of this sword. And yeah. then you can free your people and save them all. Yeah. But you need to go find it. Yeah. Oh. So oh. You, you need to you need to dig up. And like these people have been here for so long. Like 
Babies have been born, lived and died in these mines. So they've got this whole religion set up that digging up leads to hell and digging down leads to heaven. The more crystals they get, they drop to Zygon. You know, Zygon gives to the God and the God keeps them alive. They get food and, and stuff when they give their crystals over. So, like, he fights with another prisoner who believes that, you know, whatever Oren is up to is bad. And so Oren's girlfriend, Ilan, voiced by Noelle North, she convinces him that, you know, we need to leave. Uh, we need to leave Callie behind. And Callie's like, oh, is it because I'm blind? It's like, yes, Callie, you're <laughs> like a liability. <laughs> so, it's too dangerous for one as young as you. I'm not too young. You don't want me because I can't see. You know, and they go to escape with the sword hilt. Lan gets killed. Well, yeah, Zygon himself turns yeah. up and literally starts strangling her, and it's just and yeah, drops her dead. I was like, well, it's a very Darth Vader-y thing to do, I suppose. In the first fifteen <laughs> minutes, fifteen twenty minutes of the movie, Oren's not only found the sword and started to become the hero, but his girlfriend's been killed off. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I I did find that quite a surprise. Yeah, because usually you'd think the two of them would be off together on this adventure, but no, he uh, he gets to shed a tear before he's ending up having to to flee and start trying to 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 dig up to dig on up. his own. Yeah, and even that's quite a turmoil as he ends up passing out at one point. It These blood sucking leeches are, yeah. are eating him. Um, he runs out of he runs out of water. He loses his mining equipment, but eventually. He does get to the surface and it is a great moment yes. where he gets tears in his eyes as he sees the stars yeah. for the very first time. I was like, that's a really good moment. The music swelled up, really, really well captured. And then we are introduced into our alien swampland. Um, and it's not long before Orin succumbs to the robotic life <laughs> that inhabits this swamp. It definitely... The film doesn't do the best job at world building but it gives you enough yeah. to surmise that you know robots in this future this world it's a i think it's set a thousand years ahead and i think it's in the andromeda galaxy somewhere yeah well his planet's terraria the, the planet that he's on and you know underneath the ground that's where all the mines are so that's where all the humans are but on the surface you've got robots and when they capture humans on the surface or anything living, they'll strip it and then use the body parts for themselves. So you've got these three robot cannibal things planning on eating or at least using the body parts of Orin. And Orin's completely powerless against them. Yeah, I'm just like, what do these robots need with flesh parts? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they putting on flesh? <laughs> that, they just look even more grotesque. It's, it's like, like, who damn. wants the teeth? You know, the big skull face. <laughs> yeah. one. I did like the guy with the kind of the hump. And yeah, the one the arm is just like, I want the one arm. But this is where, like, the sword is activated. And when the sword becomes activated, it kills off two of them. And Oren takes the sword hilt and manages to escape from the third one. But then the third cannibal says, like, look, to two of his mates, like, go kill him. So as, he ch as they chase after Oren, he comes across Dag. Dag Drabrini, I think it is. Who is basically our Han Solo character, and he blasts the two robots. Yeah, and I'm like, 
whoa, what the fuck's going on movie? Like, it's still not even 30 minutes in and like he's come from the mine, there's Lord Zygon, there's the fucking robots. So... But then dad gets grabbed by a giant leech tentacle monster <laughs> thing. <laughs> and Oren has to save dad because the sword now, even though he's just swinging the hilt, somehow is magically still cutting away. Yeah. And it's like the sword only activates when he needs it to. Yeah. Magic sword. Magic sword. It's almost like a lightsaber. Like a light sword, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, this is the thing, like, I kept waiting to see the the, the blade, you know, and the, the way it's lit up. But, it, like I said, it only seemed to activate when Oren used it or when he really needed it at that time. He couldn't just turn it on and off, which gave it a cool mystery. But the film's still not really, like I said, world building. You know, it's, it's just gone from one set piece to another set piece to another set piece. Everything's conveniently kind of set up. Like, this next section, which... This is where they totally ripped off Star Wars because the whole Star Chaser sound effect is the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is. I don't want to sound like a massive nerd, but I know the Millennium Falcon's fucking engines and Star Chaser has them. <laughs> Well, he, Dag's plan is to steal crystals yeah. from from Zygon because the crystals sell really well around the universe. We do also find out here that Dag is completely disbelieving of Oren, that he's a human that, that lives in the mines beneath yeah. the surface. He's like, we all know, everybody knows that robots do all the mining down there. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a nice little tidbit there. Because again, the film doesn't dwell on it. It just feeds you in that, that small amount of world building. That, so you're like, okay. Yeah, that's that's what's really good is that the, the, the voice acting and the actors themselves do the best they can selling their characters. And when you've got the animation working with... The, the voices, it looks really nice. It's just not going anywhere because it's just, like I said, action piece to action piece. Dag's just like, yeah, we don't believe you. Get on my ship. We're going to fly. We're going to steal some crystals. Like, he goes to... He, there's this whole battle sequence where he gets his bodyguard to, to surround him in a shield and he just walks out into a group of robots and they all just laser effects, you know, shooting everything. And then he throws a bomb on the door. You've got the joke with uh, Sili Silica the uh, robot kind of receptionist where she just keeps dropping paperwork. Every time there's an explosion somewhere, <laughs> she gets outraged the second time it happens, she storms off. <laughs> but she only ends up getting grabbed by Dag, That's who it. uses her as as a shield yeah. <laughs> as they're running back to, to the ship. That's it. Zygon go comes along and goes to attack them, and there's Dag is distracted. I think it's hilarious, right? Like, I mean, like, imagine it's the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's like three rebel troopers, like... You know, like writing graffiti on the Death Star. Yeah. And Darth Vader himself comes to the front door to shoo away the troublemakers. I'm like, why yeah. is the leader of this? Because that's it. He's what? got to be everywhere. He's Lord Zygon. He's our bad, bad guy. But yeah, he literally is involved in everything. And, and the problem is, every time he gets involved, they get away. Yeah. Every time. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like I'm just jumping the sh the gun here a little bit. There's, right. a, there's a moment where he ends up capturing Oren, isn't there? And he's just like, "Well, now I have you, Oren. I may as well tell you my entire plan, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the entire history and secret about yeah, what yeah. we're doing here." Spoilers: We're, we're going to now. die anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you now. Oh, and after I've told you, then I'll throw you in a cell. 
because I can't just shoot you. That would be too. That would be too evil. Totally inept. That's it. so. So Dag and Orin escape from Terraria on their ship, and Orin's completely upset because he he's left his brother. I love the space flashback when he's looking out the window, and his brother appears and goes, "Are you leaving me, Orin? Is it because I'm blind?" And I was like, "Fuck you, movie. Fuck you." You have no right to go crawling around. Because I can't see. Don't leave me on. I'll die without you. Now, I don't know how, how else to uh, interpret this scene. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I know. But Silica is not not behaving the way that Dag would like, and so he yeah. ends up um, holding her down against her will. <laughs> yeah. And wants to reprogram her so that she's more receptive to him. Yes. And the ship's computer, I think, it, what was it, Arthur? Arthur. It was either Arthur or Arthur. I think it's Arthur. I think Arthur was yeah. Arthur. Yeah. It is just like, well, um, Dag, I don't know how to tell you this, but if you want to reprogram her, then uh, you're going to have to open up her butt. Yeah. It's in her posterior. Yeah, her personality chip is in her butt. So Dag roots around and he, anal probes this, this he robot. takes her mouth first. Yep, takes her mouth and then and reprograms starts... her to make her more subservient and incredibly flirtatious with Dag. What's, what's, what oh. was really awkward, and you know, and, and like I said, 80s cartoons did kind of have that trope with small audiences that the adults would slip in little jokes. But he's he's rooting through her butt, reprogramming her while he's talking to Orin. And Orin's like, look, Dag, I've got to go back to my planet. I need to save my people. And you know, Dag's like, no, I helped you. You helped me. We're done. I'm going to drop you off for the first planet. And while he's there, Silica is just like, mm, 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 and just making all these noises that you're just like, and he's rooting through her butt. Yep. <laughs> Why do you risk your life stealing crystals? Because, my little water snake. The tax collectors of this galaxy turn an honest worker into a slave. A bit of my crystals are the main source of fuel for the Bordigan fleet. There. Yeah. 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 So, content warning. Yes. Yeah, for children watching this, I children suppose. Warning. But yeah, Dag ends up taking them down to this planet and he's just like, yeah, Aaron, you're on your own now, see ya. Yeah, he drops he... them off at most icely. <laughs> Topo Topo, I think it is. <laughs> but he's not quite done with Silica yet. He takes her to an auction house <laughs> and sells her. It's like, my God, no. Well, yeah, I mean, technically he sells her, but it, it does play out. Like I say, so conveniently as well. Oren's been dropped off. He's gone and spoken to some strange uh, fortune teller who convinces him. She's a complete false fortune teller but she convinces Orin because he doesn't know any better that he should go to this planet and he'll find the sword there and he sees the robot get taken to the auction so he goes up there and while he's talking to the blatant princess layer princess next to him who doesn't appear again for another 30 minutes but as long as you remember that she's here now um they they trade off auctioning for the the, the fembot and Dag had already made the plan with the auction master, hadn't he? To get a percentage of the sale. To get a percentage of whatever the sale is. And so when he comes back, he looks at the auction house. He goes, ha ha, so how much you sell it for? And he goes, I sold it for 2,000 bucks. To that man there. And Oren goes, hi. (laughs) And it's like, what? I've got no money. He's like, yeah, Oren, how do you wish to pay? And he's like, pay? Pay? Money? What's a patrol? (laughs) (laughs) He is so, I mean, granted, like, he's never been to the surface before. Yeah, yeah. It's it's what he's, he is such a dull he's a dullard. I I don't he's, like Orin very much. Yeah. He is so bland. Imagine if Luke Skywalker literally knew 
fuck all <laughs> about the universe. Like, he literally got to Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's like, this is a spaceship. And, and Luke was like, Spex? <laughs> what? That's horrid. Yeah, he's just, he's not he's not the brightest. Uh, he's not the smartest. Um, he's very dull, but, but he's the hero. But it balances, I suppose, as well against Dag's character because Dag is the ultimate Han Solo. Like that cigar never falls from his mouth right. until he gets tortured later on, and he still gets one back. Like he he literally. You know, the whole time he's talking, he's chewing on it, he's just looking cool. He gets the fembot, he pulls her on board his ship, and they go flying off again. But they start getting chased by the space police, don't they? Yes. Because Lord Zygon <laughs> has put out the alert to the space police. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah all the different bounty seeing hunters them, getting the call. And we've seen them in all their different locations, and then they all decide to get together and chase after the fucking star chaser. Which, I like, I'm just trying to remember, did they... Cra- they crashed on the jungle planet. That's didn't right. They? Yeah, <sighs> like they're flying along, and Arthur's just like screaming at them. He's like, "Watch <laughs> out! Wait, what? Blam! Right in the cockpit. Arthur's dying now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It needs repairs. And uh, uh, well, even before they actually crashed on the planet, they did actually go to somewhere else where Dag ends up dropping off. Uh, all of the crystals. And yeah, the, trade the desert off. planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they give him a, basically a crate of money. And when they get back on the ship, they open it up and realize there's a bomb in there. Yeah. And they end up flying back and dropping the bomb off. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, we've got some racist characters in the film. Some stereotypes. Yeah. Like, okay, it's 85. That that happened a lot. Yeah. But yeah, they, when they ended up crashing, Zygon ends up capturing Dag. Yeah. And Orin gets taken. He ends up waking up in a bed. Like, we've got this parrot, this bird squawking. <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? He's been captured by royalty? Yeah. Because, uh, well, she's not a princess, but she is the daughter of, like, an executive yeah. of some kind. So very prominent, important figure. Yeah. Um, and she's not buying Orin's story at first. <laughs> like, nobody believes that he's a slave. Right. <laughs> uh, but she soon rallies to his cause. Like, actually, I believe you. You must be telling the truth. So we're off on an adventure now. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it was weird because when he wakes up, he, he calls her... Elan, yeah, um, but then realizes it's uh, Ariana, yeah, who is yeah. the character, but they're both voiced by the same person, well, yeah, so, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so that was kind of like a cool little fade when he wakes up, he sees his, girl, his ex girlfriend, and then she kind of becomes the new girlfriend. But it's so quick, you know, literally, from like at least 45 50 minutes ago, I watched his girlfriend die, and you're now you're already shoving the newest one in me. Like, the animator must have had a right fun time drawing in her cleavage and then angling it in such great <laughs> shots that even 40 year old me was like, Thanks, man. <laughs> frame, by frame. Yeah. frame by frame, frame by frame, frame by frame. And yeah, so Zygon is like torturing Dag at this point as well, trying to get as much information from Dag as they can. So then, when, when, um, Ariana and Orin turn up back at Terraria, you know, she goes and speaks to Zygon because it turns out Zygon's actually a prominent figure in business around the rest of the universe because he takes all the crystals that he gets and he sells them to everybody, you know, so he's rich, he's powerful, he's built up this entire robot army and this is where he drops his whole plan to Orin. (laughs) And I was like, at this point, I was like, okay, this completely changes the whole Star Wars idea, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Darth Vader didn't do fucking any of this. <laughs> well, Darth Vader was competent. He knew what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. the reason why he's an icon of cinema villains. <laughs> yeah, and Zygon's... Zygon's not. not. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, they end up... I mean, we have the whole flashback again where um, 
Ariana's being held up yes. uh, by Zygon, and Zygon's like, oh, t- give me the thing or I'll kill her now. Yeah. And, you know, we, well, this is, again, a cool moment animated. It delivers it well. Well, Oren's having PTSD of his previous girlfriend dying. Yeah, yeah. And where he's like, okay, I'm going to, I have to surrender now because I'm not going to let you die too. But he, he, he catches Lord Zygon's face and it reveals that Zygon's actually a robot. Yeah. And he's like King Ding-a-ling robot. Well, he's also the robot that apparently died over a thousand, a thousand odd yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, like, this has happened a lot. The, this sword is an ancient artifact and has been used many, many times by many different other prominent people in history to overthrow some kind of tyrant or horrible dictator, you know, which obviously, you know, Zygon is now the latest one and Orin is the latest chosen one to take him on. But Zygon explains, like, he's put robots everywhere in the universe. He's used his entire money and wealth and power situation that he's gotten from the crystals. He forced, him and his robot buddies, forced all the humans underneath ground, like like 1,200 years ago, you know, well, at least 1,200 years ago plus, because they had a rebellion 1,200 yeah, years yeah, ago. Right. But he managed to kind of avert that one or whatever. Um, they've kept the humans on the ground. They've built all these... Uh, they've taken the crystals out. He sold them around the universe. He's then built up this robot army. And now he's going to use his robot army to destroy Ariana's dad. Because now that he's kidnapped Ariana and Orin, her, her dad's bound to come and kill him. So if he kills the dad first then, you know, then he can at least take on the rest of the universe and subjugate humans because robots, evil, all that kind of stuff. And so he's got this huge fucking armada yeah. set up of fucking You see them all just ships. jumping in, warping yeah, in. you know, <laughs> and, and battle robots and stuff like that. But instead of just killing, like, the people that could stop him, he decides to... Well, he sticks them in a cell, but they escape, don't they? Because... Yeah. Oren's got his magic sword, but he also has the magic fairy thing that's right. been floating around yeah, yeah. and helping him throughout. And this 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 orb of light flies into a robot. Yeah. And then the robot very slowly raises his gun and, and blows its head blows off. Blows its own head off. And the fairy thing carries on again. And it manages to pick up the sword hilt. Yeah, and, and carry and it carry all it. the way through walls. Yeah, through walls. Through but walls. also carries it right under the nose of Vader. Yeah. All the way back to Oren. All the way back to Oren. <laughs> Yeah, it can, it can read it can read electronic uh, you know panels and stuff like that and tell you exactly where it like it turns out that's cheating spoilers <laughs> spoilers it turns out there's six individual different ones but the movie doesn't actually explain that it, it you kind of feel like it's the same one but it's not um, but yeah so they've they've stolen their sword they've they've gotten onto this battleship they've killed the commander of the battleship as well yeah um, and this this battleship obviously because robots are stupid, is the one that controls all, all the other battleships. You know, good one, Rise <laughs> of Skywalker writers. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> because, you know, Oren, managed, Oren and Dag managed to uh, use the, the, the weaponry of their battleship to destroy all of the robots and all the robot battleships that are surrounding this universe. So Zygon is just pulling out the last of his hair again. I honestly, this is where the, the like the film is what, you know, uh, 107 minutes, which is like, you know, it's like an hour, 40 hour minutes. 40 minutes. Yeah. And it started to drag at this point, And I really just felt like Zygon, like even the shredder and turtles did better than you on some missions. You yeah. were literally just, it was time for Zygon to split. Bailing. Yeah. But th- you had that commander. I did, I did like the commander later on. So once they've returned, 
they've they've gone through the the evil base haven't they they've returned back to terraria ariana's had this speech with dag like look he helped us we need to help him kind of thing and they're flying through the evil base and the evil base has basically just left the path for them to fly through it's turned off everything they literally fly through a tunnel like the millennium falcon yes yeah, through the death do. star yeah star chasing chasing yeah. them zygon's zygon's plan of luring them into a trap completely fails because he has to just alert all fighters and the fighters weren't fucking ready. I know, like you were leading an invasion force. <laughs> you, you had to wait till your sh the ship got into like the sound, but then launch them all. But it's the part where there was a commander who he's telling Zygon like, look, we're losing. We really need to get out of here. And Zygon's like, no, no, I'm going to stay. So the commander fucks off <laughs> and he opens up this door and as he, as he comes out, Dag has accidentally hit another fighter. And the fight has crashed onto this bridge and it's flying along the bridge and it hits the commander and falls off the bridge and falls into the tractor beam which had held of Star Chaser at the same time and helped Star Chaser escape. <laughs> Free, yeah. Oh, that was a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of just... Like it, it, we've it's, got a... it's pretty rapid action. Being mm. like for a, I want to say for a cartoon, yeah, it's very very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a feature film, it's kind of serviceable, but it, it's like I wanted to really get involved or you know feel the action, but I feel like the yeah. action felt really flat, really for it, the most well, part. That's what I mean. I think it was just too easily coincidental. Certain things yeah. would happen that when it all paid off, you were like, "Ha! Didn't see that coming." Yeah, you know, I. I the thing I didn't see coming, which really did kind of shock me, and I had to talk to Gary about it because I was really confused, was Zygon and, and Orin finally meet. You know, Orin is blatantly just destroying, like, Zygon's entire empire, and he, he comes out to the people and he goes, look, you know, I've come from the surface, you know, for, overthrow the robot slaves, we don't have to work for Zygon, and him and Zygon confront each other. And Zygon tries to use the sword on him, and but it, it won't, won't work. work. Yeah. And then it turns out that Orin had the power in him the whole time. <laughs> I mean, uh, he didn't need to go and find the blade like his adventure was supposed to be about. Yeah. The blade was in him the whole time. He just needed to go and find himself. Therefore, the blade. So now he can kill Zygon, which he does. He cuts him in two, and Zygon does the Darth Morphle. The, yeah, but he, so <laughs> so so, Orin could have literally just picked up the sword hilt at the beginning, yeah. and just started killing everybody and rescued everybody right at the start. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't believe in himself then, so no. He had to go off. But he could have done. He could have if he believed himself, but he didn't. He didn't because he's Orin. <laughs> I mean. Fembot girl as well and Dag are flying through the Star Chaser after they've destroyed their fucking warship and she decides to shoot the crystals because she thought it was a good plan. And, and Dag's like, no, the money! Yeah, well, not only that, <laughs> but it, they're also explosive. We knew that from the beginning of the film. So everything really just starts to explode and you think there's going to be a whole massive cave-in as well. There probably um, was. <laughs> there yeah, probably was. There was probably a few that we didn't see. But... This is where, obviously, Oren manages to get all of his people to the, to the surface, surface. Yeah. and the people are rescued, and he's got Ariana, and not only that, but Callie, remember Callie? Oh, you don't like me because I'm blind, Callie! He heals him. He fucking heals him! He's got, like, miracle powers now. He believes in himself so much. Yeah! He's like, here, I cure your blindness. 
the the space Gandalf, space wizard, turns up with the other history ancestors of the energy sword, and they're like, "Hey, Orin, you know, if you want, come with us can, now. Come join us." And Orin's just like, "Well, no, I I want to stay here and have sex with my girlfriend." Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, that's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll see you later. Bye. And they fairy form out of there. Yeah, so so he's still got the energy sword in him, or they took it with them? Well, well I think like, once you have it within you, it's always within you. Right, so... but <laughs> well, the, the film ends so abruptly. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa. Because, <laughs> like, is there going to be, like, another rebellion? Because Zygon fell in lava, so I'm like, is he fucking dead, dead I think now? he's dead, dead this time. Dead, dead this time? Maybe. I mean, I mean, by this point, he might have transferred his consciousness his yeah. ai like there's definitely no star chaser 2 there isn't there's no. no so for for all we know it ended there ah remake <laughs> remake well and did you have any favorite scenes from star chaser oh um, i had a couple i mean i did like kind of the opening setup you know the, the people being underneath the ground it kind of made me think of um Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, mm -hmm, you know, yeah. where they're just kind of looking for the crystals and things like that. But when he did come out onto the surface, I loved the look of the alien planet, the alien world. I mean, that kind of animation, it's always still looked cool that, you know, so, you know, it's when they do the lightly shading in the background and the dark shading up front so you can see what they're actually going to work with. The space flashbacks. You know, when he looks out the window and he sees his brother again, Callie, like that hurt movie, that really hurt. Like you, you wanted me to remember his blindness. Um, I, I really liked seeing all of the, um, the, the, the robot bounty hunters and all their different places as well, getting ready to obviously chase down Oren and Dag. I, I like the part where they were being chased by the um, space police and they come flying down with the star chaser and he actually uses the, the landing leg to decapitate one of the robots <laughs> yeah. and the robots scream like, ah! <laughs> uh, Zygon's evil plan, you know, from man to robot, how he's going to be just taken over. It's pure James Bond. Right, you know, yeah. He's just looking at Oren like, I, I could just kill you and then tell you my plan. It won't matter then. But if I tell you now, then Oren can go off and tell everybody. And then the return to uh, Turinia, you know, using the finding the power inside himself to, to slice uh, Zygon in half and obviously saving, you know, Callie's eyes. I kind of I kind of did like the bum bit earlier as well, but I wasn't going to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> up as hell never dig up yeah that was one of my favorite quotes in the film i was just like it was the way it was delivered yeah and the way that it is almost like a mantra for for this entire civilization in this yeah. mining in this mine so yeah that that for whatever reason that stuck with me um but i do think that for me the strongest part of the film was the opening all the way up until uh he's rescued by by dag yeah uh, and then they fly off i was like all of that up until that point i was really behind for me the rest of the film kind of doesn't it doesn't yeah. deliver it's not as strong as it's opening but yeah from the moment where he climbs his way up and he sees the the stars uh sheds his tears and then runs through the swamp all, all the way up to that point i was really really enjoying the films so all before that was favorite scene and i have to say the uh the the robot designs of the three mutant cannibal like yeah. creatures uh i thought they were very memorable as well even though they only have one scene it's very short uh that they, they left an impact like i said again they were still a part of that whole opening bit though so yeah. yeah 
Uh, when the fairy flies into the robot's head and gets it to blow its brains out. It's just like, my God, it was not expecting that. It was the fact that it was so slowly done. Yeah. You know, it was like, because I'm trying to wonder, is the, the robots in this world are sentient. Yeah, they're they kind are, of alive, aren't they? They yeah, are alive. Yeah, they're alive. And so when they when they get violated, like, killed, like, yeah. like Silica does, I'm just like, oh my God, this is it's pretty terrible when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. I best not think about it too much. <laughs> Um, and I have to go with when Saigon tell, tells the big secret when he's just like well you're going to die now so here's my whole plan of what I've been doing for the last thousand plus years yeah so silly so stupid <laughs> you literally just facepalm and groan the moment it happens <laughs> but it's fine Ian do you recommend Star Chaser? I kind of do I mean like if you're in the mood for an 80s animated sci-fi movie like this is up there but at the same time i also find it's very forgettable like i only like i watched it and then literally the next morning i woke up i was like what did i do yesterday oh i watched star chaser and then i kind of remembered certain bits but like it didn't enthrall me or excite me to go oh I, yeah i can't wait to watch that again or tell people to watch it i think i may have dodged the bullet um when i was young maybe i should have watched it when i was young and i would have raved about it more uh it's yeah it's it rips off Star Wars or Star Wars rips it off. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> yeah, I can only somewhat recommend Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, as an animated relic, which has been lovingly crafted with a great mix of animation and early CGI, topped with a solid voice acting and sound effects, and a decent score by Andrew Belling, which all helps bring this world to life, even if it sounds and looks all too familiar to other space operas at the time. I do think Star Chaser separates itself enough, though, with some great robot designs, aliens and spaceships. The animation can look very dated by today's standards, but for kids of the 80s, this was a huge step up from Saturday morning cartoons with the added feature of 3D as well. This film would have been worth talking about, but in the UK, don't remember anyone having watched this. The story is compelling, the characters mostly likeable, but in the case of Oren, the protagonist, I found him rather dull and bland and not that interesting, especially compared to Dag, who still is a rather shady character whose actions will definitely raise a few eyebrows, along with some subtle and not-so-subtle racism and sexualization of robots and other characters in this world. In all, I wasn't ever really bored by Star Chaser. It just never really resonated with me, so I'm a little indifferent all in all. I mean, those who remember it fondly will likely enjoy a nostalgic trip down film memory lane with this one. As the search for the Force is over, the adventure is about to begin. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. because I can't see.